Welcome inside the steam room, everybody. Brand new episode, Charles Barkley and Ernie Johnson. Uh, I am pumped today. Are you? Yes, I am. I know you're excited about what happened last night with Auburn clinching at least a tie for the regular season crown in college hoop. Uh, it, it, it was a little stressful. Yeah. We won in overtime. Uh, it was a heck of a game, but man, it was very stressful. Shout out to Elisa Share. We should wrap it up against South Carolina Saturday and win SEC outright. So Hasn't happened very often. I think that's a safe statement. Well, that's a, a, a serious understatement. It has not <laughs> happened that often. But, man, I'm proud of those kids so far. Mm-hmm. I sent them a little tape the other day. Did you really? A little message? A little message. What did you say? I said, I want you guys to finish the season off strong. We haven't accomplished anything yet. We haven't won the SEC. We haven't won the SEC tournament. And we haven't won a single game. It's great that we were ranked number one a lot. It's great that we won 18 games in a row, I think. It's great that we got a share of the SEC championship. But now you're getting into legacy-type deals. So I think they got a terrific chance. And I, I told them what my last message was, Ernie, I'll see you all at the Final Four. We'll finish this conversation. There you go. Uh, how many takes was it on your phone? Did you record it on your phone and then send it? Two. Two takes. Yeah, I wanted to be... I want it to be good. and mm-hmm. uh, But you want it to be natural, natural from the heart. But I just want to let them know that I'm proud of what they're – and I kept saying so far. Right. Because, like, that's the one thing about sports. What most people don't understand, I told them this. I said, think about all the work you put in this summer, all the running, all the weightlifting, all the shooting, and all that stuff just to get to the season. Right. And they've had a great regular season. I mean, they've been number one a lot. You know, they won 18, 19 games in a row. Yeah. Like I say, they got to share the SEC championship, but you got to really focus down the stretch. That's what I told them. It's going to be a crazy March Madness. I mean, last Saturday, top six teams in the country all lost. I mean, this is going to be it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy because not to be a homer. Come on, you all, just acknowledge you are. I don't think there's a great team. Yeah, I think everybody can be beaten. Yeah, everybody can be beaten, but I think there's about six teams that are really good. Auburn's one of those six teams. Mm-hmm. We have Duke, Gonzaga. Iowa, Gonzaga. Put Purdue uh, in there. Put Purdue in there. The way Wisconsin's playing Wisconsin's playing well, but Auburn, Duke, and Purdue have the three players, and probably uh, uh, Hungerman is terrific, him and Drew Timmy and those guys. But the three best individual players are Jabari Smith, the kid from Duke. Paulo Bancaro. Yeah, that's his name. And the kid from Purdue, Ivy. Yeah. Those are the three guys I says they could single-handedly wield their team to win those games. No disrespect to the other player, but those three guys, they could dominate every game. Well, let's get into your uh, let's get into your first of all here on this episode. Yeah, you know, my first of all today is not going to be a lot of fun because man, I'm two things that's on my heart right now that's really uh, I'm man, those pitches from Ukraine by the way, have you noticed my pocket squared? Oh, I like it. That's the colors of the Ukrainian flag. Yeah. So what I did, I, I I got, I just combined it. I got two pocket squares in there and kind of put them together. And uh, shout out to the folks of Ukraine yes. uh, who have been so courageous and oh. so uh, in the face of this onslaught by the Russians. And I didn't want to take away from no, you're no, saying, but, but go ahead. No, but I'm just saying like, you can't avoid it. And it's painful to watch, to see little kids, women, and- I can't imagine what it's like what if they came to me and you and said, 
every man who can fight grab a gun. Or I'm even like, if you can't. I'm like, wait, I, well, I don't know nothing about guns and going and having shoot at people. Yeah, and they're, I mean, and they're teaching them right there yeah. how to do that. It's, it's just sad. So I just wanted to start the show with acknowledging uh, my pain and sorrow for the Ukrainian people. And, man, I'm wishing them nothing but the best. And you think about, I saw the, the Klitschko brothers, the other boxer, and, and Lomachenko, guys who are boxers, like, have to grab guns and fight for their country. Like, it's scary to think something that you're not— one of the reasons I admire soldiers is they're soldiers. Yeah. They train to be soldiers. They don't train basketball players and boxers and football players. They don't train us to go to war. And to have that type of pride and dignity for your country, uh, my hats are off to those guys. Yeah, a few things that I saw during the week, too, that just stuck with me. And again, we're in a, this age where you're seeing a war live on television. Yeah. You know, and it's... Um, I mean, they had a, a crew shooting video of this six-year-old child yeah. who doctors were trying to save and couldn't, yeah. you know, and a mother turning away from the camera. I mean, it was just heart-wrenching. Yeah. And at the same time, you, you watch their president remaining front and center yeah. and trying to encourage and trying to inspire. Yeah. And, and I thought, the other day when President Biden tried to offer him asylum or a way to get out. Yeah. And his response was, I need more ammunition. I don't need a ride. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I just wanted them to know we were thinking about them. And that's nice you wearing that. And you know what I saw this morning, too? Which was unbelievable. Because they've taken some Russian prisoners over there. Yeah. And here they're allowing this Russian prisoner. These are Ukrainian people on their phones allowing this Russian prisoner to FaceTime with his mother and tell That's her crazy. he's okay. I mean, you're seeing humanity. At, From the victims. This, you're seeing humanity at its worst yeah. and at its yeah. best at a time like this. And and the best is coming from this country yeah. that's just been invaded. And you know, it's so funny you said that, Arnie, because one thing I hate about our American television, not about the war, but just every day, we got so much good stuff going on, but for some reason we obsess with the badness, or as I call it. Mm -hmm. Like, I see stuff all the time that inspires me, but our news cycle over here, forget Ukraine and Russia for a second, like, we obsess with showing negativity. And it, 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 I say, yo, man, if we keep showing these fools, they're going to keep doing foolish things. Let's find some good stuff to show. Like, I do, I understand you have to show some stuff. But, like, man, we you need, have to report the news. Yes, but we have to make time to show some other good stuff. Without question. But, that, man, we got some great stuff, great people in this world that don't get the shine they need. You know what I would recommend to everybody who's listening to this uh, podcast? Um, there is a reporter for CBS News. His name is Steve Hartman. Yes, he great. On the road. On the Steve road, Hartman. yes. Every Friday he has a piece. Mm -hmm. They usually rerun it on the weekends. And he shines a light on the things that, that are just good for your soul. I mean, the other day he had the Chicago businessman who was paying for college for like six different high schools. That's awesome. You know, and so it is out there. Gravitate toward that. Yeah. Exactly. And the second thing is something that really broke my heart. I've said this 
but I truly mean this with all my heart. Auburn's the best decision I ever made in my life. I feel like it's a real family. Anybody who goes to Auburn, they will tell you, like, man, it's like a family forever. And it, it came back again on me last week when we lost a family member, Lionel Little Train James. Man, he was something to watch. He, he was something to watch. And I got to know him really well because his brother, Tim, who I'm still friends with today, played basketball at Auburn. So they were there at the same time. Me, me and Train and Tim were there at the same time. I'm going to tell you how much these guys at Auburn love each other. I must have got 20 texts from people talking about Lionel, letting me know when his funeral was. His brother sent me the link. And I was thinking to myself, that's what I say when I tell people. I says, like, Nick Saban, you know I think he's the greatest college football coach ever, in my opinion. But people like Alabama because they're great at football. And that's not a knock. That's just a fact. People who go to Auburn love Auburn. And like I say, when I started getting all those texts, it just made my heart like, yeah, man, I made a great decision going to Auburn. And I'll say this about little Train Jane. I don't think anybody ever got more out of their little body to play at Auburn all those years. And then I think he played five years with the Chargers. To get a five, six guy <laughs> to play football the way they used to play it, for him to get all that talent out of his body, man, he made everybody proud. He was a proud war eagle, and we're going to miss him, and we're going to give him a wonderful send-off uh, Saturday afternoon. I'm sure you will. We are underway on the steam room. We appreciate you uh, joining us, and it's going to be a fun show. From this point on, we're going to talk a little more oh, Auburn, yeah. as a matter of fact. Yes, we are. Maybe an unexpected guest for all of you who are tuning in. We'll be back. Back here on the steam room. Oh, yeah. Chuckster, um, you mentioned the Auburn basketball team in the first segment. And now we're going to continue with this Auburn theme with our special guest. And this will be the youngest guest we've ever had on the steam room. And and now she moves right up to the top of the food chain as my favorite guest ever. Suni Lee, who will turn 19 next week. 19? Yeah. Auburn freshman, perhaps the greatest gymnast in the world. I agree. I mean... Suni, thanks for being here. Would you disagree with that assessment that you are the greatest gymnast in the world? Oh, of course. I mean, I compete against greatness, so there's always a long way to go. I feel like never really that good until you can keep showing that you can continuously be good. I saw a picture of you in the Chuckster. I guess that was at an Auburn basketball game. It was. Game. Yeah. And, and it was really special for me because obviously the first time I'd met her, you know, I'm watching the Olympics just like everybody else. And I got a question, though. So you're from Minnesota, correct? Yes. How did Auburn get on your radar? I mean, because those two things don't go together. I know. They're so far apart. But my Olympics coach, he was actually, the coaches here had, or his twin brothers. So they kind of like worked together. And then I came on a visit and I just fell in love with the school. How did you fall in love with the sport? Um, it was just so fun and it was just very challenging. And I, I think that's what I love the most about it. I get bored easily. So it's fun when I can come in here and kind of challenge myself every single day. 
to see if I can reach a new level or like take that next step. But back when you were six and just starting this in Minnesota, what was it that hooked you? Um, well, I was crazy when I was younger. So I was always like jumping on the bed, flipping. I didn't even know what I was doing. And I guess I just, I wanted to try it. Like flying seemed so fun, of course, flying over the bar. But I don't know. It was just really like the the fun. And like, it was something that I never felt before. You know, when the one thing you notice when you go to Auburn is how much football means. And now basketball is kind of taken over. What's it like for you? Because I don't know how big your hometown was or how whatever. Going to an Auburn football game or going to an Auburn basketball game, how much fun is that? It's so fun. I mean, I feel like in Minnesota, like, or like in the Midwest, I don't know, people I feel like didn't really value sports as much as they do in the South. So it's, it's really exciting to see people even coming to like the gymnastics meets, but going to like the basketball football game is so fun because I never would go like in high school. I was always at the gym, so I never really got the experience. And then coming here and going to the games, it's, it's super exciting. Hey, I'm not going to pretend to know all the ins and outs of gymnastics and of scoring gymnastics and what the moves are, but Apparently, this this Navieva uh, move uh, has never been done or had never been done in uh, NCAA competition until you did just the other night. She is making history again in college gymnastics. Huge. Navieva, Pac Salto, Van Leeuwen back up to the high bar. If she sticks this dismount, it could be another 10 for Sunisa Lee. Oh, Sunny continuing to rewrite the record books. So is is the Nabieva just part of this routine on the on the uneven bars, or is it the name of the entire routine? Explain that to me. So it's the first skill of my routine. So it's the first one where I do the cast, and then I do the tone, and I fly over the bar, like in a straight body. And then I catch the bar. So that's an Abiyeva. But then the rest of the routine is just normal. Okay. So how do you learn that? Um, a lot of drills. I actually started learning it when I came to Auburn camp while I was here, when I was about nine years old. So it, it took a really long time. For me to Wait, you, you came to Auburn camp at nine? Yes. I've been coming to Auburn camp for so long. So, you know, Ernest said he don't know anything about gymnastics. I definitely don't know anything. That little thing behind you were all the things where you can practice stuff and, and crack your head open in that little box, that little pit. What's that called? Um, the pit? The yeah, pit. The Is that pit. just called a pit? <laughs> What's that pit called? The so, pit. <laughs> the pit. Yeah, that's where y'all just do all the crazy flipping, and if you fall, it doesn't matter, correct? Yes. That's how you, like, start a new skill. When you join a sport that's dangerous, like – when you first start falling, it's got to be somewhat traumatic for you, correct? Kind of, but you just got to learn to get back up and do it again because the more you do it, the easier it's going to get. So, like, I obviously was, like, traumatic about, like, some things, but, like, I was never really scared of it ever again. Like, it was, like, something that's going to happen once, and then I never let it happen again. So, what's your favorite event? My favorite event is bars. I am amazed uh, that the, 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 the little thin little beam... Mm-hmm. Which she got a 10 on the other day. Which, when I look at that, I'm like, how in the world can you be flipping and spinning and all that stuff and catch that little piece of wood? I mean, I think you you are so talented. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just amazing to be like the bar thing is like crazy. But to be able to spin and jump around 
and have the great balance and control to land on this little thin piece of wood. I mean, I said, this is crazy to be that talented. Well, if you can do it on the floor, then you can do it on the beam. It's all in your head. Speaking of it's all in your head, I know that you, where, where did I see like notes that you write to yourself? And how long have you been doing this uh, as a way of, uh, well, you tell me, I mean, you're, you're writing like have fun, you know, it, it's here's how I'm going to approach each of these disciplines. How long have you been doing that? Who told you that that, that is something you should do? Well, when I was younger, my coach would actually write it for me and like because she knew me more than anybody else so she would like say the words to me like if I was on the beam or the bar so when I got here I kind of just learned to do it because I wasn't going to have her by my side the whole time because she's not physically going to be here so I kind of just learned my keywords that I've been using throughout the Olympics and all of that and then I just took it here because College gymnastics, I feel like, is more of a mental game. You're competing every week. Like, I'm doing easier skills, so it gives me a lot more time to, like, overthink. And I think that's where writing them down helps me a lot to just keep my keywords. So what kind of classes are you taking? Um, I'm taking, like, English. Like, I'm taking, like, more of, like, the core class. I'm doing online school right now. So, like, when I was there, I took music appreciation. So some guy would play some music and I would say, I, I appreciate, that. appreciate that. And they would get and they would give me an A because I was leading the SEC and rebounding. So listen, did, <laughs> I appreciate okay, are you that. in the middle of the season right now? Um we're yes, we're coming to the end of our regular season. So we start the postseason soon. This is a stupid question I cause I'm asking because I don't know. So do y'all have a playoffs? We have like a regionals or like an SEC championship. And then like that's where we can like win like a, the title. But like, I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of like the playoffs. So if you win the SEC championship, do you go to the national championship? No, we go to the regional championship. Okay, regional. Okay. I know that um, you were on Ellen at one point. Chuck's been on, uh, has been on Ellen a bunch of times, but I saw you on Ellen mm-hmm. and you admitted that when you had a chance to, meet Justin Bieber, you were too afraid to go up and say hello. And this is, hey, you, this is after your gold medal performance, correct? I mean, you're a gold medal winner. You're here. This, your life has changed. Here's Justin Bieber. So is, how does how is that story all played out? Well, so I met them at the Met Gala, and he's, like, somebody that I've loved for so long. Like, I would have, like, posters of him with, like, kissy bases and then, like, a blanket. And then when I finally met him, I was starstruck because, like, it's not somebody, he wasn't somebody that I ever expected to meet. So when I did see him, it was like, like, oh my gosh, that's Justin Bieber. But, like, I got tickets to his concert, so I'm going to that, and I'm super excited. You know, the the, the big thing in sports right now, how are you handling the NIL stuff? Um, NIL is so fun. I mean, it's really giving a chance. Like, it's really giving us a chance to do something that we've never done before. And I think it's really exciting for other college athletes because college gymnastics is going to be as far as we get. So it's exciting when we can kind of like use that to kind of build our brand and use that for our future. Cause, you know, because I, I don't know how they're going to do this. I, I'm glad they're taking care of all y'all ladies and all the men because what y'all do for our colleges is amazing and important and significant. But man, I, I just just make sure you're careful and have a good team around you because it's, it's like anything new. Nobody has any idea what the hell they're doing. And right. we're all kind of learning as we go. I mean, uh, I've been talking to Auburn people for the last 
three weeks about how I'm going to get involved in the NIL. And I says, y'all got to come up with a concrete game plan because I want to make sure that the women's sports are taken care of. Because at Auburn, you know, everything obviously revolves around football. Yeah. Uh, but obviously because Bruce Porter and those kids have been doing an amazing job, They've got to get involved. But also, I want you guys, you know, Auburn's had a great softball team the last few years. Uh, we got a great golf team. And we just got to find a way to make sure everybody gets treated fairly. And you are in a very unique situation because, let's be honest, you're the face of Auburn sports right now. Me? No, no, seriously. And and I don't, this is a compliment to you. Like, when I was there, I was, me and Bo Jackson were the face. Uh, you know, the last few years, it's probably been um, Bo Nix. Uh, and, and we had a couple of basketball players. Now it's Jabari Smith. He's he's up there too, but he's going to be gone in the next couple of months. But you're going to be the face of Auburn Athletics for the next few years. And, I, hey, it couldn't happen to a, a better person. I'm excited to see where you take this thing. Thank you. Yeah, I'm super excited. I mean, especially, like, if I'm trying for another Olympic team, I think that'll – help put more attention on Auburn too. So it's really exciting when Auburn is getting the attention that it deserves. Yeah. When are the next summer games? 2024. 2024, at, at which point you will be the whole uh, 20. like 20. So what's what's the common perception these days of a career for a gymnast? I mean, when are you at your prime? And I mean, because kids come up and they're barely into their teens and they're winning gold. So what's an old lady in gymnastics? Um, I would say when I try and make the next Olympic team, I'm going to be considered old, but for different countries, I'd say it's different. Like there's like a 40 year old that's like still going, but it's like, and then there's Simone where she's 24 and she, she just went to the Olympics, but yeah, I'm still really young. Hey, let me, let me tell you something. Speaking as an Auburn graduate, we're going to make sure you have enough money from NIL that you don't be flipping around at 40 years old. I promise you that. Okay. If I have to call Bo Jackson, Frank Thomas, uh, my man Tim Cook at Apple, we we will not have you flipping around at 40 years old. I promise you that. I'm going to make some calls for you. (laughs) Thank you. Hey, I I got to ask you a serious question. So I had never heard the term until the Olympics, the twisties. Mm -hmm. What is that? The twisties is like when you – obviously like go to do a twist, but you get lost in the air. So you don't know where you are. And that's why it's scary because if you're in the air twisting, you don't have any awareness of where you are. Like you could land on your head, like you could get injured. So it's scary. Yeah. Like I've wondered if that's too, is that something like that you don't really bring up? You don't really talk about when you're a gymnast? Um, kind of. Yeah. Because then it gets in your head and then you yeah. start thinking, you have been, like, erase the question. That that question was never asked. Here's a, here's a lighter, <laughs> here's a lighter question for you. As we, as we draw to a close, if Chuckster was on your team, mm-hmm. what would be his best event? <laughs> um, okay. Let's break it down. Could he just walk across the beam? Do you think without falling off? Yeah, he could. Hey, Sony, thank you. So what would be his best? Could could you see him on bars? Could you see him no, she gets, with a floor she routine? Say, hey, hey. He's too tall. He's tall for bars. You, hey, hey Sony, you can, you know, hey, I know hey, Ernie Ernie left that wide open. She could see me behind bars, but not on the <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've seen that before. Yes, we have. Uh how about how about the vault? Uh, uh, could Chuckster No. Could, I think either vault or floor. 
Yeah. No, I, I, listen, I'm either going to do the, the beam or the floor exercise. <laughs> I'm not going to flip and hit that vault. That vault. I'm not going to do that. And I'm not going to be swinging. I'm not going to be swinging from one bar to another. That's just not safe. It's fun. It's fun for you because you're good at it. Oh, the 2020 Olympic all-around champion recently got her first perfect 10 on the beam, pulled off the uh, Nabieva, uh on the on the bars and and that come on that should have been a 10 that was a 9.875 what are the judges thinking what do you have to do to get a 10 i don't know i was really excited about it but that that just means that i have to keep working in the gym to get to get it better well let me just say this uh when i came to auburn and you came up and introduced yourself i said girl i know who you are i mean and, and, and it was great and it's so cool when we took the picture, I had at least 10, 15, 20 people text me and says, that's really cool you got to meet her. I says, yeah, I, I was excited to meet her. And I just want to say this. We're so proud to have you as part of the Auburn family. It's going to be great to have you down there the next few years. And, uh, hey, keep up the amazing work. You're making us proud in War Damn Eagle. Thank you, War Eagle. Yeah, appreciate you very much, Suni. Thank you so much for taking some time with us. That's, uh, again, the the youngest guest we've ever had on the steam room you, you know, at it, the tender age of 18. What's going to be interesting is I can't imagine being that famous on a college campus. Weren't you famous on a college campus? Not like that. Not like that. First of all, they, not, they, they didn't know who I was for like the first two years. I mean, but to come in and everybody know who you are, I'm proud of her, but man, that's got to be stressful. I mean, and if you are already won an Olympic gold medal, you're going to be great every meet. So that puts added pressure on her. But man, to be, it's, it's a, she's just a great representation of Auburn. That was wonderful to have her on. It was, man. Let's take a little break here on the Steam Room. Back with more right after this. The Steam Room continues from. What is a Studio V that we're in here? Spacious Studio V. Spacious if you consider a closet spacious. We have a hard-working crew in here. They do a tremendous job. They do a tremendous job. We, we appreciate them. And are you ready to hit a little curveball here, Chuckster? Curveball? Yeah. We got, a, we got an, uh, a little surprise guest for you. Oh, my goodness. Uh-oh. Senior VP, Turner Sports. Tara August. Oh, Lord. Tara August joining us. <laughs> you know what? And all I'm thinking, Chuckster, when the boss wants to be part of the steam room, when, this can't be good. Well, when, when the boss, she's all cleaned up and everything. <laughs> hey, boss. Hi, guys. Good to see you. Hey, Tara. This is a little bit of like the principal's office, isn't it? Yeah, it feels that way. Wait, did you call us in to talk about our raise? <laughs> Uh, no, Chuckster, I'm calling about a little story that you were starting to tell um, about the late, great Kobe Bryant. What was this on Draymond Green's podcast? Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought I'd call in, you know, give you guys a little bit more context and maybe clear up a little bit of what, you know, Chuckster was telling about the story. He got it, you know, sort of right as grandfathers are tend to do chuckster what were you what was your what was your story to to, to uh, right, so uh i was talking to david levy this is like obviously three three years or more ago and he was talking about hey i want to tell you this funny story we had hired kobe bryant 
And then he said, he said, oh, that's cool. He said, well, we're going to keep it a secret for a while. And then Kobe apparently found out all the PR stuff we have to do. And he said, yeah, I don't want to do that stuff. And he said, well, if you're going to get the job, you have to do PR stuff. You know how we go on radio shows and everything like that. He said, well, I don't want to do that stuff. So then he, he quit. Okay, so Tara, I, I guess that brings us to the reason for your appearance here on The Steam Room. Well, so it's such a special story, right? And people don't know it. And it was an amazing opportunity that we had when, when Kobe had announced that he was retiring. We knew, you know, he was the best. And we wanted him with TNT, with you guys who would be the best. So this was the season right before we added in the additional Tuesdays. So we started talking to Kobe at the All-Star break and then meeting with him along the way leading up to the end of the season. End of the season comes and he had some really unique ideas about the Tuesday package. We were going to sort of say, hey, do you want to executive produce us with this in, in a different way? Let's let's really try something unique. So he had some really unique ideas. I don't think that we were totally bought into all of them, but we were willing to try and we got the deal done. We got like a short version of the deal done. And he was very excited that he's joining TNT. We made a plan that we were going to announce it during the playoffs. The great Craig Berry and Drew Watkins came up with this amazing piece of tape that we would use as the announcement video. Kobe had his creative hands in it. And we did the deal. And then we got to the press release. And the press release talked about what he would be doing on Tuesdays and Thursdays with TNT and inside the NBA and then contributing. Hold this is where Chuckster gets her not totally correct. Contributing the rest of the season. And he didn't like some of he didn't like that kind of phrasing in the press release. So it really wasn't that he didn't want to do PR or other things or a litany of things to promote the show. It was actually the press release wording where the deal fell apart. Whoa. And it was really a respectful way, David Levy and Kobe decided to get on the phone one night and it was like 12 hours before we were going to announce everything else was in place. And they just said, you know what? We both are kind of standing our ground and have a, a disagreement of these small words. So what's different about that when I said it? Because we were going to do too much PR. That's not no, it uh, at all. I, I think the key here is the is just the PR term being it was a PR release that was at the crux of this disagreement, <laughs> not the fact that you had to do PR and and do interviews. Yeah. Okay. Hey, first of all, he would have been a great addition to the oh, family. question. I mean, he would have been a great addition because I always tell people, because everybody want to know about different guys. I says, I've always had a great relationship with Kobe. We were not friends, but every time we got together, he was always cordial. And I remember that day in the locker room, well, he uh, bought me the $25,000 in cash. And everybody's like, why is he giving you that cash? I says, we picked, um, I think it was a 20-game a twenty game window. He says, Chuck, I'm going to average 32 points a game. I said, you're not even going to average 25 points a game at your age. And he averaged like 20. I said, dude, you're getting old just like the rest of us. And he walks in the next time we play the Lakers. And I got a couple of TV people with me. And he hands me a 25 grand in cash. And we used to laugh about it. I said, I still got your cash, Kobe. Uh, but, man, he would have been a great addition to our family. Because, like I say, I've always respected the guy. Uh, but I apologize if I had a couple words wrong. But I think the sentiment is, right, you're right. He would have been tremendous. What 
the best thing that came out of it is that we still worked with them. We both, both sides really still had so much respect for each other, even though we didn't do this full throttle deal that we wanted to do, but he still came on our air and did some other really fun projects. So it just was one of those things. It was one of those deals like, you know, it never really got out that it could have happened and, you know, how that would have changed things. He would have been so much better than Shaq. Because listen, Shaq is awful to work with. And listen, anything I can do to get Shaq fired, I'm all aboard. That's not going to happen. <laughs> is it, Tara? No, it's not. Well, I've been, I've been known to take bribes, so it just depends how much money Chuckster's got on it. We'll see. All I know is that if you get called to the principal's office and the principal has a smile on her face at the end of the meeting, yeah. I think we're in pretty good shape. No, I'm glad she told, like, because like I say, I'm so glad that now we've cleared it up. I, I, I'm not sure if I was right or wrong. I guess I was in the middle. Uh, I'm like uh, Sweden. Is it Sweden or Switzerland? There's always in the middle. Switzerland. 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 Yeah. No, you're Sweden. Yeah. Um, so, Tara, this is your first appearance on our podcast. Do you get on Shaq's big podcast, too? Have you been on that? I've never been invited to the big podcast. Yeah. But I'm, a regular listener. I'm a regular steamer. I'm a loyal steamer, and I listen to the big podcasts. Yeah. I don't know that we you were actually invited to this one. It was more like... It was a mandate <laughs> sent down by you that I'm going to be well, on the podcast. First of all, well, you guys made it this far without me mandating uh, an appearance, so consider yourselves lucky. You're in good standing. Hey, listen, you look so much better than TK. We would love to make you a regular on the show and get rid of TK. You can make it happen. Yeah, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if we if you we make you a regular and get rid of uh, TK, yeah, I'm gonna go for that one. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, I got to go for it, too. Hey, Tara, thank you. Thank you for clearing everything up. We appreciate it. We'll see you in the yeah. studio tonight. Wait, are you still uh, on vacation? No, this is my home office, Chuckster. I know you don't know what an office, not familiar with offices. This is my home office. I'm working. I'll be in the studio tonight. Wait, because that's because you you, about time you were on vacation last week. I was on vacation. But as you know, we announced soccer, so we'll be adding new soccer names to the fold. So I've got quite a bit of work to do. So I'm back to work. Last night we had we had hockey with the great Wayne Gretzky and our fun hockey crew. So you know, as you guys know, it's very busy around Turner Studios. And March Madness. March Madness coming yeah, up. This, listen, I will say between March Madness, uh, NHL, hockey playoffs, NBA playoffs, the next three months are going to be great around Turner. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Chuckster, you've got the boss right here. Is there anything else you need to ask, Tara? Uh, so, soccer. Uh, the only soccer player I'm friends with is Tyler Twelman. Uh, ah. Yeah, so I'm going to put a plug in for tw- Tyler to get him a job. I, I don't know. In a, I'm try- I know Brandi Chastain. I know her a little bit from back in the day. I'm trying to think. Uh, those You've all- met the great Tim Howard, who formerly worked with us. I, 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 have yeah. met, I have met Tim Howard, Tim Howard, the goalie. Uh, so those are only three hockey players. Uh, Taylor Twillman, by the way. Taylor. 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 Taylor? Yeah. Okay. Taylor. Okay. My bad. Great friends, I see. Um, but <laughs> let's dispel this, this rumor right now, Chuckster, that people call you and say, put in the good work for me, and they get a job. It's, it's never happened that way. So good luck to anybody who's hitting up the Chuckster. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, hey, I run Turner Sports. Y'all keep calling me. That will not get you a job. Ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, it's Tara August, our boss. Thank you, appearing boss. Appearing here on the, uh, on the streamer. Did you have one other thing to say, Tara? I didn't want to cut you off. 
Well, I was just going to say, the great Roy Green's been waiting for a job for decades. Oh, <laughs> you get off Roy Green. Well done. Well done. All right, Tara August joining us. That yeah. was a, that was a, that was great. That Thank was you, a boss. Surprise. That was it? a very yeah. nice surprise. Yeah, she, you know, Man, hearing boy, something looks, and saying, "I need to correct the chuckster." She looks so much better than Tim Kylie. And that surprises you? No, I'm just saying that we need to bring her on as a regular. A regular. Uh, as a regular. <laughs> Chuck and Ernie in steam room. Come and join us in steam room. Chuck and Ernie in steam room. Leave your towel on in steam room. Chuck and Ernie in the steam room. Chuck and Ernie in the steam room. Leave your towel on in the steam room. See, that's some of your best singing. That's much better than your karaoke. You, you actually, right you now? actually kind of carried that, that tune. Man, that you was can't good. insult my karaoke. Sure, I can. Uh, Everyone else does too. Uh, that's just hate. Hey, I have a question for yes. you. Yes. If someone were to want to leave a message for you, um, you have this answering machine. Do you know the phone number of the answering machine? Uh, I do not. Four zero four. Yes. Nine eight seven zero three three zero. A lot of people have committed that to memory, and a lot of people call us up. Well, listen, I re- we appreciate it. The thing that surprises me the most is how many foreign calls we get. Let's see what this week holds. Yeah. You want to, Chuck? Yes, sir. Roll it. You've reached Charles Barkley. Leave a message, America. Yo, Charles, I've been wondering, who's the worst trash talker you ever played against? In all these interviews, people always ask, oh, what's the best? And we always get all these same stories about, like, Larry Bird or something. Like, what's the worst trash talk? You ever hear someone, like, give you some trash talk that was so bad that, like, you started laughing? Maybe that was their strategy, you know what I mean? They were trying to give you such bad trash talk that you, like, wouldn't be able to focus because you would be like, damn, that was really stupid. No, you, you know, that's a great question. But Larry Bird was great. Michael Jordan was great. Reggie Miller was great. Gary Payton was great. All those, I'm trying to think. That might be it. Gary Payton is up there. But with Reggie and Michael and Larry. But I'll tell you this funny story about Larry Bird. We're playing, well, obviously back in the 80s. And Larry comes up. He says, Charles, this is bullshit. I said, Larry, what's going on? LB, what's going on? He said, hey, man, y'all being disrespectful to me. And I'm like, Larry, I would never let anybody disrespect you on my team. What's going on? He says, you guys got a white guy guarding me. I said, what? (laughs) He says, you know a white guy can't guard me. Y'all got a white guy trying to guard me. That's disrespectful. (laughs) And I I couldn't do anything but laugh. And I think it was Bob Thornton, if I remember correctly. And we used to joke about that later. I said, he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't put a white guy on me. That's And, and, and Michael George has said that to me before. Because we had uh, uh, Dan Marley, yeah, one of my Thunder great Dan. friends. He says, Charles, are you serious right now? That's what you're talking about, dude. A white guy can't guard me. I said, what you, what you talking about? He says, Dan Marley's trying to guard me. I said, Dan, our best defender, and he's going to kick your ass. And he says, okay, I'll see you in the fourth quarter. And Michael went for? 55. <laughs> 55. Did you do much trash talking? Not really. For not as much really. talking as you do. I, you know, I, I really didn't do a lot of trash talking. I did not. Why was that? Uh, that's a great question. Cause that, listen, I only named. Chuckster, you're funny, man. I've n- only was... named like three or four guys who trash talk. Most of the guys out there just having fun. And like, and then I think the one, oh, God, let me tell you something. Oh, I'll tell you this other Larry Bird story. So, and, and, and Dr. J owes me money. We talked about in the um, conversation we had on NBA TV. 
So you're talking about Larry Bird talking trash. So Doc is obviously past his prime, and Larry's going off. And Larry's like, Chuck, y'all better get this old man off me. <laughs> and then he and he's screaming it loud enough for Doc to hear. And Doc, Doc, you know, Doc is all, all time great, but he was past his prime. And he keeps going. And Larry's killing him too. And he's keeping it. Hey, I told y'all to get this senior citizen off me. And all of a sudden, Doc just snaps. And that's the game they got to fight. Yeah, yeah. That's the game they got to fight. But that's what he was saying. Like, hey, he went from, hey, man, y'all better get this old man off me to, hey, this senior citizen going to get killed out here. It was hilarious after the fact. How long have you called Larry LB? Uh, oof, going is, back. That what you, is that what you normally call? Like when, when you're shooting cap one spots? And he walks in the room, you say, hey, LB, or hey, I always Larry. call him Mr. Bird, actually. Do you really? Yeah, I call him Mr. Bird. But That's on the that. podcast, you call him LB. Yes. When I'm going back to plan, I can't call him Mr. Bird. I'm mm-hmm. playing, trying to compete against him. Right. Yeah. Okay. I call you LBS. <laughs> What's that? That's short for pounds. Anyway, let's go to the next next call. Anybody got the number HR? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chuck and Ernie. This is uh, Alec calling from Southern California. Ernie, just wanted to let you know you're a legend and a Hall of Famer and one of the GOATs. And so, Chuck, my girlfriend wanted to ask you, what is the weirdest thing you've ever eaten in your entire life? Uh, much respect, fellas. Love the show. Both the steamer, man, inside the NBA. Appreciate hey, that well, call. Uh, Thank you. Appreciate the call. Tell your girlfriend, thankfully, it's not so. Oh, and I'm making an executive decision on the podcast right now. Mm-hmm. I am not going to say the word Lakers for the rest of the season. I'm sick and tired of TNT and ESPN force-feeding us them bombs. So from next week on, no, you will not No, from mention... today on. Okay, this is the last segment of the show. I, I know. From t- I know. So what are you not going to say? Lakers. You just this, did. No, no. This is it. Okay. I'm making that official. I'm not saying anything about them bombs for the rest of the season. Okay. Y'all got to quit force-feeding us them bombs. Don't be saying me. You the man, Ernie. Think that's my call you, you making who, what those, we're you making those, boy, You may be in the room when they're making them decisions. <laughs> I, was, I was not in the room where it happened. Okay. Uh, so the weirdest thing, well, I love chitlins. Some people would consider those weird, but I love chitlins. I don't care what they smell like. They taste good. Once you get the, the poo out, they're Ooh, great. Come on, man. Chicken is great. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I was in China one time. Like I like duck. Yeah. I love duck when it's done right. So I went to China. Have you had duck done wrong? Yes. Mm. No. So I go to China and I'm thinking like, oh man, duck gonna be great in China. So I order duck, and it comes to the table, and it's a whole duck with a pole up his ass, Ernie. The heads on it and everything. And I'm looking. I can see it coming toward me. <laughs> on its own? <laughs> or was it being carried? No, it was pushed. It was being pushed on the table. And I was like, yo, man, is that the duck we ordered? They're bringing, like, the whole duck. And they show up, and it's, it's the actual duck with a pole stuck up his ass and his head uh, up through his neck. And I'm like, yo, man, no, man, no disrespect. I'm not eating that. Like, I like, I just thought you were going to bring me like a little piece of duck. Because when it's done, I was like, So no. were they going to show you how they prepared it? It, it don't matter. Do? No, I don't want to see how you prepare food. I just want to eat it. 
I'm one of those guys. Uh, so I'm not a crazy eater. You know, <laughs> uh, spinach, I don't eat. Well, that's not a crazy food. Avocado, I don't eat. Uh, asparagus, I don't eat. You eat guacamole? I do not eat guacamole. That just a bowl of green I was, mush. I was just going to try to catch you for saying that you wouldn't eat avocado, but you would eat. No, no. That, okay. that, that's the same thing in my book. It is. Yeah, I don't eat that. Okay. So I'm a very picky eater. Okay. Yeah. I think the duck with the stick story is probably sufficient for our caller yeah. from Southern California. Next. Hey, Chuck and Ernie. This is Carrie. I'm calling from Torrance, California. just want to say thank you guys for putting on such a great podcast. I love listening on my long drives in traffic. And it always makes me smile just with the banter and the jokes and just everything. Um, as a mom of an 18-month-old, I have to say your comments about labor made me a little shocked, but got me thinking, Chuck, what are you most excited about your new grandchild coming up? Thanks so much. Mm-hmm. Well, number one, congratulations on your baby. Yeah, and It's getting it, close here, isn't it, yeah, Chuck? Uh, this, this weekend. No, already? This is the due date this weekend. Oh, so my. I'm. Ho- I mean, if it's on time, yeah. Uh, so it's got half a chance of being uh, this weekend. So, uh, <laughs> so America can get that, figure yeah. that out on its own. Um, number one, shout out to all the women who have been in labor. I'm just joking about the sprained ankle thing. Don't be all sensitive. High ankle sprain. High, uh, I said that. I mean, the high the high ankle sprain is a different animal. The low ankle sprain that's just easy. That's okay. cakewalk. The high ankle sprain is the one that's bad. Um, you know, I have got to learn a lot from Ernie about the joy that Ernie has when he talks about his grandkids, when they come by the studio. I mean, obviously that's a long way down in line, but you you guys can't understand this dude. When his grandkids come in the studio, which they don't come that often, but they do come. Used to before yeah. the before the, the pandemic. pandemic yeah. yeah, nobody can get in this place now. But you digress. I dig- digress. You know, I just think that I'm going to be happy for her and him because becoming a parent is one of the most amazing things in the world. I mean, it's just great to be a parent. And like I say, to get back to my original point, the joy in Ernie do this white person thing, uh, because white people have this habit of thinking you want to see their kids. They're always showing you pictures. (laughs) You're gonna find that's not a white guy habit. That's a white person it's thing. Not going. That's a white person I, yeah. thing. First black t- people don't send pictures of their kids first to other time, black people. First time you show. What do you mean? Black people show, send uh, pictures. That black people do not send pictures of their kids to other black people. White people do that. What am I? Because I sent a picture of you no, with no. the grandkids. You show, you show. No, no. You show me pictures of your grandkids. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. Black people, we don't. Well, do I'm not. That. It's not like I'm sending them to you. No, it's like, I'm just saying. Hey, here they are. Yeah, yeah. But black people, you're going to do that. Black people, we don't. You're going to do, do that. Yes, no, you I'm are. Just, no, no, the no, first no, no, time no. you say I, uh, that, I hey. see you in the green room and say, hey, "Chuckster, how's that little baby doing?" Hey, hey, hey. oh. But if you ask me, uh-huh. I'll show you. Yeah, well, but I'm not. I'm not gonna no, be walking around. I don't, around walk, says, hey, I don't walk around hey, Roy, like that. Roy, look at my. Oh, yeah. See, that's it. But that's white people. White people do that. They 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 think people want to see their kids. Yeah, yeah. Cap does it. Cap's back in the chair oh, this Cap's week. Hit, oh, Cap, that yeah. kid. I already saw his blanket. Uh-huh. Cap, that kid. I'm, he married an Auburn girl. You, you know the SEC champion. So the kids already land on the Auburn blanket, and that brain is just gonna start. 
growing because of that. <laughs> I can't wait until you're a grandpa. Man. I can't wait to hold it's, a little fella, yeah. a, little, a little girl. And to your point, there is something very special about watching your kids be parents. Yes. That's a knee buckler. Yes. That's the thing that, you know, the kids, the, the grandkids are great, but watching your yeah. kids become parents and being able to back off and say this, you know, thinking, well, I would handle this this way. No, yeah. they're the parents. Let them handle this. Yeah. This is going to be good. But it's awesome. The whole experience is tremendous. I can't wait to see your picture. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was, I, if you ask. <laughs> If you ask, I'll show you pictures, but I'm not one of those people going to be going on, hey, look at my grandbaby. Hey, look at my grandbaby. That's just... Yeah, baby. You say that now. I'm just telling you. You say that now. When people send me pictures of their kid, I just start laughing. I'm like, well, it's a cute little kid, but I didn't need the picture. No, but you know what? It's going to be somebody who's going to say, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. You should see this. Boom. <laughs> you're okay, going to be, so be doing that. it. you go being white again. <laughs> 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 been trying to been trying to break myself of that. Uh, that's going to be just about it for the steam room. Uh, man, we appreciate y'all being with us, you yes, loyal steamers out there. It is such a fun time for us, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. Maybe by that point, yes, the Chuckster can unveil a picture of little Charles. Well, that's probably not going to be his name, but that's what I'm going to call him, <laughs> or little Charlene. Ha, 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 ha.